Hello, and welcome back to BM Sports Talk. This is episode 2. Sorry for missing the past few weeks. This time, I'll be talking about injuries in the NFL, some starts and sits for week 7 in fantasy football, as well as some pickups in free agency, and a bit about the NBA Finals. In the NFL this year, injuries seem much more common than ever before. Prominent players like Saquon Barkley, Dak Prescott, Von Miller, Nick Bosa, Derwin James, and many others have suffered season-ending injuries. Other prominent players have suffered injuries that are keeping them off the field for an extended amount of time, but they are expected to return before the end of the season. These players include Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Zach Ertz, and Raheem Mostert. The list goes on for a long time. There are currently 215 players in reserve. What is going on with this season? I can't remember a season that's had so many prominent players get injured in a full season, but let alone half of it. Now I'm going to shift into fantasy football. There's some pickups and starts and sits I'll speak about, but I want to talk about the pickups first. My first pickup of the week is wide receiver Antonio Brown, one of the best wide receivers of our generation. Brown got into some legal trouble, which resulted in him being suspended for the first eight weeks of the 2020 season. Now, Brown signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With Tom Brady throwing to him once again, there's no telling how good of a pickup this can be. With Brady being the main one pushing for his signing, I predict that AB will be one of his favorite targets for the second half of the season. This could easily be the pickup of the year for whoever gets him in their league. My second pickup is running back Giovanni Bernard of the Cincinnati Bengals. Star running back Joe Mixon picked up a foot injury in the Bengals' Week 6 loss to the Indianapolis Colts. He was able to come back into the game and finish it out, but it became clear that during the week that the injury was more serious than everyone anticipated. He didn't practice one day and was ruled out for Week 7 on Friday. This could potentially be a multi-week absence, and Bernard has had no problem producing fantasy value when given the starting role. Make sure to pick him up even if you aren't a mixing owner, as he is a mid-tier RB2 or high-tier flex. My third pickup of the week is Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones was added to the injury report on Friday with a minor calf strain. If Jones is declared out, both Williams and Dillon can offer some value to anybody who is affected by injuries or bye weeks. Williams is a preferred pickup, but it's clear that the Packers prefer him as more of a passing down back. Second round pick A.J. Dillon could see double-digit carries in Jones' absence, especially if the Packers jump out to an early lead. My final pickup is running back Justin Jackson for the Los Angeles Chargers. This week, Chargers coach Anthony Lynn spoke to the media about star running back Austin Eckler's injury. He was initially given a four to six week timetable for the hamstring injury he sustained in week four against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coach Lynn says he expects Eckler back later than sooner. Jackson led the Chargers in touches with 20 in their game against the Saints and looked like the lead back with 14.7 points in PPR formats. Pick him up as a temporary RB2 or flex for the time being and he could be useful until week 11 or a bit more, depending on how Austin Eckler recovers from his hamstring injury. Now, I'm going to talk about players that I expect to have a great game this week in Week 7. Quarterback, I picked Matthew Stafford. Stafford and the Lions are playing the Atlanta Falcons. Finally, the Lions have healthy weapons across their offense. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are fully healthy and ready to go for their quarterback. The Falcons have one of the worst pass defenses in the entire league and have given up 300 passing yards in 5 of 6 games this year. And the only game that they didn't, they gave up 299 passing yards. Stafford's in a prime spot to go off here, and I expect a top 10 finish from him. The running back I selected is J.D. McKissick. Washington has a bad matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. And what I say by that is that the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points, and the Washington football team are going to have to chase points. Isn't that saying enough? I believe that McKissick can get double-digit touches, especially without a lot of them being catches which is very good in PPR formats. So I think he can give you a flex or RB2-worthy performance. The wide receiver I selected is Christian Kirk. With DeAndre Hopkins banged up, Kirk came up big in their game last week with two touchdown catches. Hopkins comes into this game a little more banged up as well, and Kirk may be relied on more than usual. 
Seattle has been one of the worst pass defenses in the league so far, and Russell Wilson, their quarterback, has had no problem scoring points. This game is almost guaranteed to be a shootout, and Kirk could have one of the better wide receiver finishes of the week in a high-scoring game. The tight end I selected is Darren Fells with Houston Texans. Houston doesn't usually have a tight end that's fantasy relevant, but with Jordan Aikens hurt, Darren Fells has been one of the better tight ends in the league over the past two weeks. In two games without Aikens, Fells has a total of nine catches for 142 yards and two touchdowns, which equals 34.2 fantasy points, which is also 17.1 a game. Aikens seems likely to miss another game on Sunday, so fire up Fells if you have him. And here are the players that I don't expect to have good games this week. For quarterback, I selected Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going into this matchup with only two games of 20 or more fantasy points. On top of that, his two receivers in Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are out for the week, and those are his two top ones. Carolina has been pretty effective against the pass as well. For the Saints, this game seems to be like a run-first game and have a lot of carries for Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Lack of weapons in a tough matchup make Brees benchable. Consider starting someone like Matt Stafford in his place. For running back, I selected the Rams running backs. The Bears are extremely effective against the run and haven't allowed much to running backs this season. On top of that, their running back usage is extremely confusing. Coach Sean McVay speaks about getting Cam Akers involved in Week 6, and then he doesn't receive a touch. And now on Friday, Daryl Henderson was added to the injury report. And since this is a Monday night game, there is almost no clarity here. You're better off benching them and getting someone like J.D. McKissick to play for the week off your free agency. For receivers, I selected the Broncos receivers. The Chiefs have been better than they get credit for defensively, but that's not the reason I say sit these guys. It's going to snow in Denver on Sunday. That isn't good for a passing game. I expect there to be minimal volume for these receivers and a run-heavy attack from the Broncos from Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay and only their second game together due to injuries. And for tight end, I picked Dalton Schultz. Schultz has fallen victim to being the fourth or fifth target in the Cowboys offense. With Dak Prescott healthy, that was no problem. But Andy Dalton is under center now, and it's become clear that Dalton favors CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, or passing to the running backs before him. You can stream a tight end like Darren Fells or Jared Cook due to the lack of weapons in New Orleans for this week. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. I'm super proud of my Miami Heat for taking the Los Angeles Lakers to six games. I think Jimmy Butler solidified himself as a superstar after this final series. He carried an injured team that was missing two of their top three scorers to two finals wins. With Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic out, the Heat were missing almost 40 points per game. On top of that, he's the second player to ever have two 30-plus point triple-doubles in a single final series, with the only other person being LeBron James. Boulder had one of the best finals games ever in their Game 3 win. It was a 40-point triple-double while shooting 66% from the field on 21 shots. Boulder finished the series averaging 26.2 points per game, 9.8 assists per game, and 8.3 rebounds per game. Butler is already fourth on the triple-doubles list in only six games. I'm very excited for the Miami Heat's future. I think that we have a future star in our hands with Tyler Hero, and we have a future superstar in Bam Adebayo. I think some moves definitely need to be made in free agency, as the Heat struggled with rebounding and paint defense. Against the Lakers, the Lakers would get buckets at will in the Heat's paint, and I think that our rim protector is needed to get in free agency. There are some free agents that can help that problem as well. But 2021 is when Giannis Antetokounmpo is a free agent, and he's rumored to have interest in the Miami Heat. It'll be exciting to see what the Miami Heat does with their franchise. Do they trade their young guys to try to win now, or do they let them develop? Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Episode 2 of BM Sports Talk.